now, The Common Sense Psychic with Phyllis King. Phyllis brings a unique and down-to-earth style with her common sense psychic readings and spiritual dialogue with callers and guests. Here's your host for The Common Sense Psychic, Phyllis King. Hi, and Happy New Year. 2016, we made it. Feels great today. I'm happy to be here on this holiday day. Um, great time to say hello to everyone and connect the first day of the year. There's just something special about the first interactions, the first day, you know, the first radio show. Everything is a first. I think that's what makes uh, new years, new beginnings, new starts so so potent and full of optimism and possibility. There's brand new fresh. I love that. So I'm happy to be here today, and this will be an on-air readings hour, and uh, we'll be talking about some predictions that I made last year and for this year, and going over the ones that came true and the ones that kind of came true or didn't, and uh, as well as the ones I have for this year. And I'll be looking at your energy and making predictions for your year, whether we're talking about love or money. We do have to limit it to one question per person because the queue is very full today. But um, either way, um, let's have some fun with it and let's use the fresh energy of a new year, a new day, uh, and really take that into our being, really allow ourselves to experience that fresh start. Um, and it, it is somewhat psychological when you think about it, but it's also physiological. You know, I do this thing every year, um, a winter solstice celebration at my office in Castro Valley in the, San, in the San Francisco Bay Area. And it's a wonderful time to get in rhythm with what's happening on the planet, at least the planet where we are. I'm on the West Coast. And, you know, the 21st is the shortest day of the year. And that really, we forget the impact just living on the planet itself. The planet has its own rhythms. The planet has its own cycles. And we're we're influenced by that. And I think maybe women, and I don't mean to generalize, but because women, our menstrual cycles are influenced by the moon and the tides, you know, the, our bodies are actually influenced by that. You know, I think we can really underestimate the influence our planet has on us. And so those of us who are protectors of the planet and advocates for its well-being, you know, there's really something to that when you <clears throat> slow down and take the time to think about this rock with green and water that we're living on and what it does for us. So why did I start talking about that? Well, because, you know, that to me is sort of the ending of the year when I do this winter solstice celebration and we sort of look back on what happened over the year. And it isn't so much uh, necessarily the things we did, but I think the things that impact us are what we felt, you know, if we had losses or gains, or wonderful experiences with people, or, you know, those are the things that cause time to feel like it's going fast or if it's going slow. You know, when we're happy, 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 time just zips along. But when things are struggling, it seems like it's forever. Uh, But when you take stock of the past 12 months and you measure, you know, the content, how much was struggle versus how much was ease or that you were flowing with. And that's a different way to look at our experience. And so here we are after the winter solstice now, a good week beyond us, into 2016, which is, you know, we regulate these schedules. You know, different religious calendars have different New Year's. And, you know, this is the secular Western calendar that most of the world follows to to keep in line with one another. But it is nice to just put a period at what we did in the past and only bring forward and actually state to consciousness, I only bring forward that which has service to me moving forward. Anything else I release wholly and completely. So it's nice as we enter into the new year to leave behind consciously. And I can leave that behind and only carry forward what's going to serve me in some way. And those simple declarations can really take us a good distance. Okay, if you'd like to get on the air today, 
I'm only going to give the number out one time this hour because the queue is already very full today. I guess everyone has the day off and uh, or able to come and hang out today, but the number is 917-889-2894. Pardon me, 917-889-2894. So a couple things I have going on, then I'll talk about the predictions, and then we'll get to your calls and questions. Um, I have a brand new program I created um, just for the new year, but it could be any time, but it's called the Success Formula, and it's turn what you want into what you have. And it's all the principles I've worked with for years and years. It's in some format in my book, The Energy of Abundance, but it's an actual 10-week program where you can step-by-step move your energy to get to the outcomes you're trying to realize. Because there's a few key mistakes or missteps a lot of people make. Not on purpose. We don't do it on purpose. But when you can break it down and actually watch your process and stay engaged with it, you really can turn the corner and create whatever it is you're trying to create. You can't necessarily have everything on your list all at one time, but you can tick your list off. Okay, I have that, and now I have that. But I usually ask people to start with, you know, five things they'd like to change over the course of their year, five things that they can focus on and be excited about. And then there's a number of steps through visualization and separating yourself from blame or a victim mentality, using visualization and affirmations to really keep yourself centered and grounded, as well as some form of support, because when we're going against entrenched and embedded patterns, you know, it's change is challenging. That's all there is to it. Um, so anyhow, this 10-week program, I'm really excited about the success formula. Um, people absolutely get results. It's what I've used in my life over the last 30-plus years of doing this work. And I'm excited to have put it down into a practical package and program for people. So if you're interested in that in some way, shape, or form, please visit my website, uh, phyllisking.com. It actually launches today, which is pretty exciting. New year, new day. You can start any time, but, you know, no time like the present, huh? Um, The other thing that's going on in the month of January is my love class, uh, January 16th. I haven't had an opportunity to do one in some months. I've been traveling too much, but I'm very excited that that's coming about. It's an eight-week class, Calling in the One. Uh, and it's actually eight weeks uh, to attract the love of a lot your life. And that's because we take a week break in between. And that class is nearly full. But if you'd like to um, have a different approach toward finding love, you haven't found it yet, uh, please seek out that class. It's a wonderful experience. I've been doing it for several years. And everyone comes out of it further ahead than where they were and um, looking forward to doing that again. Is there anything else I need to share with you? Probably not. That should be most of it. Um, Let me get to the predictions I did last year and the predictions of this year so we can just come full circle here. Okay, so in 2015, I had predicted a kidnapping of a high-profile individual or celebrity for some sort of political gain. And in Taiwan, there was a business oil tycoon who was indeed uh, kidnapped. His name was Wang Yaquan, and he was held for enormous ransom. And and it was related to money, but also to oil issues. Uh, But he finally was returned safely, a big drama. Uh, So that did occur. Um, I was thinking it was going to be a celebrity, but I felt it could be business as well. So that did turn out to come to pass. Um, I talked about more weather-related disasters in all areas of the planet, that North America, South America, and Asia and Europe, we would see significant uh, weather. And I talked a lot about flooding, tornadoes, hurricanes, and earthquakes. And I said that it could potentially be the worst year for natural disasters uh, in recent memory or perhaps on record. And that has been corroborated. I just actually did see... Um, a weather uh, total uh, on the news last week, and they said this was one of the worst years on records for storms and floodings and earthquakes. And so you can actually Google that, and I think it was on ABC News as well. Talked about increased tensions between Russia and the, and the United States, 
And I said Russia may experience a serious financial collapse akin to our real estate collapse in 2006. Well, our our interactions with Russia have certainly deteriorated, um, but they did not have a financial collapse. They have been in decline, and it is serious, but it wasn't like our collapse of um, 2006. But what's interesting about that is their decline has helped increase their uh, relations with China. So that's an interesting um, an interesting alliance that is becoming more because China has so much money and they're bailing everybody out of their debt. So uh, that was sort of a hit and miss there between that prediction. Um, I have predicted for several years that Hillary Clinton would, would be in line to win the election and that it won't be Donald Trump um, that is the problem, but Jeb Bush. And so we have a long ways to go on that. And so um, we're still at the beginning of that um, of that trend, so you'll have to keep track on that. And I still see that as the same, that Hillary is on track for the White House and that Jeb Bush will surprise in his return to popularity and give her a run for her money. And I did predict one military-friendly fire disaster in the seas. I also predicted um, a large disaster of 25 or more uh, individuals at sea, and that did indeed happen. Uh, the Italian ferry from the Greek port of Petras to Acona in Italy. And then there were several explosions uh, at China and Spain. So, um, yeah, that did occur as well. Um, I talked about technology continuing to provide us amazing, amazing handheld gadgets related to our um, health, to be able to monitor our vital signs through our devices, even check levels of our blood. And that did occur as well. And there is a company called Scanadu in Silicon Valley, which actually launched a, a consumer product line for this. And many other companies are now coming out with that. I, I talked about advancements in autom automobile technology and that we would see the release of the first car that drives itself. And that has happened. Um, Google has certainly led the charge with that, although it's not been approved yet for uh, you know, by the uh, motor vehicles, uh, there's still things that have yet to be done. We're halfway there. So there's a partially correct prediction. And then the last one I predicted was uh, huge advancements in gas efficiency, that we would see cars getting 150 to 250 miles per gallon, and that all auto dealers would have some hybrid or electric car option. Um, that's partially true, but not. I think the only car, Chevrolet came out with a car that gets 119 miles to the gallon. So we haven't gotten to the 150 mark yet, but almost every car company does have a hybrid option at this point. So um, that's that for 2015. Now, for 2016, I do expect Hillary's going to be our president in the United States. And Jeb Bush, not Donald Trump, will give her a run for her money. And I'll tell you uh, even just uh, why I can say that on, a, on an energy level. Uh, Donald Trump uses a lot of emotional tactics. And people well, tire of emotional tactics. Just think about if someone in your own life is always being a drama queen. You know, it wears us out. And so even though it's been really interesting and titillating um, the way he presents himself, and he's quite the entertainer, quite, quite fascinating, actually, um, it, it won't, it's not going to be able to hold steam because we will just be exhausted from the constant emotional barrage. We just can't take it, and we will want to settle in to someone who's more measured, like a Jeb Bush will be much more measured in how his attacks are and how he, you know, the hyperbole is just scaled down. So that's how I see that playing out. Um, the Russian economy will continue to decline, and they will spur continued alliances with China. Terrorism is going to continue to be hot on the minds of global leaders. We are going to see more terror attacks around the globe, unfortunately, you know, um, so many reasons for that, which we won't, don't need to go into in this program. Uh, but we are going to see more in the United States. You know, they are not, the terrorists aren't able to pull off, you know, these uh, attacks like 9-11 so much. But like we saw in Southern California recently, you know, these homegrown people who 
find themselves fanaticized and just go in and they kill 25 people of their own accord. We can see that, unfortunately, continuing. Global weather and disaster events continue to be profound. I see typhoon in the Philippines, earthquake in Japan, and lots of tornadoes in the Midwest, and even the western United States, which is odd. We don't get tornadoes in the, in the west, obviously, because there's a lot of mountains out here. Uh, usually you see those in the flatlands. So that's what's unusual that we're seeing tornadoes out west. Uh, more flooding in the western states and the southwestern states. Uh, the economy in the U.S., I expect it to be strong, but it will reach a peak in the first half of 2016, and any cracks or instability will show itself by the summer months. So, you know, the real estate market has been picking up some a lot, especially where I live. Uh, I don't know if I told you, but if you're a renter in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, a studio apartment is about $3,000 a month, and I think to get into a home, the median home price range is something like eight or $900,000. It's just craziness, right? But it will soften a bit in the second half of the year. You saw interest rates go up in, in the United States uh, recently, just a bit. But, um, yeah, so um, and it's a, it's a st- somewhat stable market, but it's, it's not strong yet, even though we're doing okay. The other thing, now on another vein, that's all kind of serious stuff, but 3D printing, I don't know how many of you are aware of that, but 3D printing is going to be coming up in a very big way and available on a consumer level. And the cool thing about 3D printing, which I love, is that there's no carbon footprint when you're creating products, which is huge. So um, that's an exciting thing. For whatever reason, it came to me that Leonardo DiCaprio is going to win the best Oscar Oscar for best actor. I don't know why that came to me. I don't even focus on actors in Hollywood that much, but I expect he's going to win this year. Um, Women will surge in high-level executive positions, even though CEO positions are going to remain somewhat flat. So it is really the year of the uh, the feminine. Now, the feminine energy was coming in last year and somewhat the year before, but the planet is really calling out for the frequency of feminine. Um, nobody's better than anybody else, but because of, you know, there's sort of a, a magnetism that happens when there's deficits uh, in energetic levels, and that's what we're seeing with all the... Uh, uh, financial issues, weather issues, terrorism, you name it, we need different energy to combat the struggles that have been created in our world. So that feminine energy helps. And so there's a vacuum, if you want to call it, for that. The other thing, the bond market will struggle in 2016. The bond market, for those of you who are unfamiliar, really ties to the real estate market. Uh, and so lending practices are going to get squeezeder, squeezeder, <laughs> is that a word, squeezed? squeeze harder and harder. It's already gotten pretty tight, um, but it's going to continue to really be difficult to get money. And that's sort of all of this plays into, in some ways, the economy is stable because they're trying like heck not to have a repeat of what happened before. But um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. The other thing, oversight of law enforcement, gun control, Black Lives Matter issues right at the forefront I mean, every other day you're seeing a shooting, you're seeing something going on. So riots and demonstrations are going to continue to shine a light on inequities and all this patterning that's gone on for decades and decades. And as you've seen, at least on the West Coast, uh, police officers all have cameras with them. So it's a big, it's a big issue that's going to remain a big issue. But the other thing that came about um, is a focus on prison reform, which will emerge from the White House. Um, it has cost-saving implications with a focus on rehabilitation and reentry into public life because uh, the prison system has become a really um, a lucrative for-profit institution. And so um, the government is now looking at ways, you know, quite frankly, so they can get their hands in the pie. But it also is a different way to deal with the growing problem of incarcerated folks. Uh, So this is going to make for more jobs in law enforcement and some ways easier to get because they're going to have different tiers and levels uh, and a different model for dealing with offenders. And I believe that companies will receive tax credits for employing paroled offenders. So that's kind of a change that's been wanting to come for a while. So that's what I'm predicting for 2016. 
a lot of stuff. So I've talked your ear off now. Going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'll get to your calls and questions. But you're listening to Phyllis King. I'm your common sense psychic. Stay with me. Welcome back to the show and wonderful Kelly Clarkson. I love listening to her and hope you enjoyed that too. I don't know what, you know, if you like my flavor of music or not, but thought I'd do something a little bit different there. Um, okay, we're going to get to the calls and questions. I have some beeping going off. Forgive me. I'm like, who's beeping me on my cell phone? Oh, well. Um, we're going to start in New Jersey. Laura, uh, welcome to the show and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Okay, so you wanted to talk about your career, what's happening and what's not happening, or phrase it yeah. for me, if you would. I'm looking to see if you – I'm right now I'm doing contract work, mm-hmm. and I would like to find a permanent full-time position where I'm more of like a managerial position. So I'm wondering if you see that coming in for me. Um, okay, and how long have you been contracting? Oh gosh! Since was a number of years, let's put it that way. Ouch! Okay, so you have sort of a momentum in place, and sometimes okay. Let me just look at your workspace for a minute, pull in your impressions, and see what we get. Um. So, a couple things. Um. I don't know if you've been feeling somewhat discouraged and frustrated and, or, you know, like it's never going to happen and sort of futile about your job search. But if that is the case in any way or you're finding yourself kind of vacillating back and forth from feeling positive to not, I would certainly take some time to visualize the outcome that you want and really work from the end back in terms of seeing yourself in that role. Because I do feel there's something to... Uh, the habit that is in your creative space. Let me say, uh, give an analogy. When I moved from my last house to where I am now, it's only two miles away. I just wanted to be in a different school district. But for about a month, if I didn't pay attention, I would drive to my old house. I'm like, oh, darn, I had to turn around and come back because I was I was on autopilot. And so I think there's something to that. Just work the energy a little bit more because you're showing me you want to realize this in the first quarter of 2016. And I can see a definitive opportunity, can see it being offered to you. And so I, when I when I see it available, then the next thing I say, well, what's holding it back? How do we make it come a little bit faster? And all I can say is 
work the energy a little bit more around it and, you know, grease the wheels a bit. But I absolutely think you're going to get a full-time position this year. So, so, so if there was a woman that I was, um, she just got laid off from the company mm-hmm. where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I was helping her with a presentation for an interview at another company. And I'm wondering if you see maybe her bringing me on board because she's she's a higher level managerial person. So I was hoping maybe she would bring me on board. Yeah, what's her, her first name or the first letter of her name? Um, Helen. Well, you know, anything is possible. I'm not seeing that opportunity come to pass for you. But you know what? Just because I don't see it doesn't mean it's not possible or it can't happen. I feel like the opportunity is going to come from something you're not yet involved with. But you know what? It doesn't hurt to keep massaging the energy. And if you had a good relationship with this woman, keep it in play and stay in touch because you never know how, you know, who touches who, who touches who, who tells someone else about you. You never know. But in terms of a direct relationship with her, I'm not really getting that. So you said you're picking up something where there is an opportunity. Do you have any details or any information around that? No, it's something you haven't yet touched. So that would tell me that you're still either outreaching or sending out your resume or talking to recruiters. But it is the type of position you're looking for. It's a it's a management level. It's where you are supervising a small number of people. It's not a huge group, but um, it's a smaller role, but it's a full-time position. It's exactly what you're looking for. And, you know, sometimes it just takes time for the momentum, as I call it a gestation period, for things to materialize. And, um, again, I would work the energy around it seeing it happen, putting the attention on the outcome being realized. And that greases, I call it greasing the wheel, creates space. It sort of makes things move more more quickly. Um, But I, I really believe you'll get what you want this year. Just keep doing your part in it. And are you feeling somewhat frustrated with your process? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's a human response, but um, I would just encourage you to, you know, event plus response equals outcome. The only thing we have control over is how we choose to respond to what's happening. So, you know, do your best to keep those high frequencies vibrations up and seeing yourself where you want to be. Okay. Thanks, Phyllis. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and let me know when it comes about. I want to celebrate with you. Okay, I will. All right, you take care. Okay, Gigi in Southern California. I'm not not reading my notes very well. Something about New Year's. You want me to tell me what you want? (laughs) Okay, well, I will will choose. Um, Let's talk about a significant love relationship. Mm -hmm. That you want one? Yes, a new, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, do you really want one? I guess that's my first question because I'm I'm seeing two sides to the question that says yes, you would like one and that you know there are benefits, but there's also another side you're showing me that's sort of not all in. Am I wrong or what am I picking up here in terms of the disconnect? Um well, I, you know, there's a part of me, well, I definitely want one, okay, so um, there's no there's no uncertainty about that. However, there is a part of me that is a little bit um, discouraged in terms of um, not seeing what I really want out there. So. Okay, so the results you've been getting to date aren't, yeah. what you want. Well, two exactly. things, and, and there's a there's a method to my madness. There's a reason I ask these questions. Um, um, in love class, one of the things we do a lot is pay attention to what's showing up. And yeah. whatever it's causing us to feel or whatever the lack is, 
is always tied back to something we want to address inside of ourselves in terms of um, paying more attention to ourselves, developing ourselves further, setting greater boundaries or being even more focused on what our on what we want or something of this nature. And so pay attention to what hasn't been working and see how you can make a connection and in something inside of yourself that you want to uh, shift, change, improve upon, or love more about yourself. And those small actions, those nuanced thoughts and behaviors shift your creative mechanism. It shifts how you attract, who you attract to yourself. So there might be a little bit of personal work you can do on your end to shift your creative process. And I was asking you these questions, Gigi, because I wasn't seeing anybody of importance coming into your life until the end of the summer. And from the way you phrased your question, you're like, well, I'd kind of like it sooner. So make a liar out of me and do it more quickly. But when someone asks me a question and says, I really want a significant relationship, and then it ends up being months and months out, that always tells me there's something going on in your process that's not quite in sync with your question. Um, I use this book, Calling in the One, Seven Weeks to Attract the Love of Your Life. It's a series of exercises you know, and I think it's best done in a group setting when you get feedback, but there's no reason you can't read it and enjoy it. And sometimes just having another look-see at what's going on and how you've been approaching things and what might be in your present moment is enough to change up the game a bit and change the rhythm. So, you know, I offer you that suggestion. Okay. Very good. Well, Happy New Year, and um, make a liar out of me. Okay, thank you. All right, Gigi, take care. Yeah, you guys will hear me talk about that book, Calling in the One, a lot, because I've literally used it for years, and um, I have several clients who have married. I've had several clients in relationships, clients who've gotten in relationships, gotten out of relationships, and got back in new ones, um, using the principles and the ideas I just spoke about with Gigi. And, you know, it really, all everything we talk about here does come back to what's in our creative process, that we forget how powerful we are. And the things we tell ourselves, our thoughts and our beliefs, what we think is possible, that internal dialogue, you know, what keeps going round and round in our own brain. Boy, that stuff it really determines our future and how we attract, who we attract, what we settle for, all that kind of stuff. So um, let me find out where we are. Um, let's see, Patty in Chicago, welcome. Hi, Happy New Year. All what you just Thank said is you. starting to make sense. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, I, I'll, I'll try to condense what I had to say. Um, I told a friend of mine how I felt about him about back in November, and I knew him um, from the past, and I finally, within myself, told him how I felt. And he said, and he just got through a second divorce after 18 years, and um, so he told me he wasn't, uh, he was afraid to make a commitment or to be, uh, he was afraid to be in a relationship. And I thought, you know, that he was being honest and open with each other because I knew him 20 years ago, yada, yada. And so we were at a party at his house yesterday, and there was a younger woman. He's 65, and she's about 30, and she was at the Halloween party, too, and, and my radar was on, and he was with her. And come midnight, I, I mean, he and I have been closer friends since I told him, but um, not intimate, and it was around almost midnight, and he found an excuse to get her one of a party favor because she was kind of behind me, and he said, oh, I have to give this to her, and it was midnight, and he kissed her. Well, my heart just sunk, and so wow. is he is he being a party party player? Is it his ego, or is he playing me, or will we ever be in a serious relationship? Mm. Well, a couple things. I, I don't think playing you is the right frame of reference. I think he didn't want to hurt your feelings. I think that essentially he wasn't interested in pursuing a relationship with you, and rather than just saying that because he still would like the friendship with you, you know, he, he'd still like to be with you in some way, he values you, just not romantically. And I think that was his best 
save for getting out of that situation. Now, when it comes to the party, I don't know too many 65-year-olds who wouldn't be interested in a 30-year-old. <laughs> and it's a, an ego stroke. And, you know, um, it, it, you know that, that whole sexual chemistry thing, and what, a, what an ego thing for a young woman to be interested in someone twice her age, right? So dead, it's not playing you on purpose. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I guess in some ways it would have been, uh, I don't know, would there have been a better way to, to tell you he wasn't reciprocating your feelings? Yes, by being honest and open, because mm-hmm. we were very honest and open the night I told him mm-hmm. how I felt about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he told me we opened our hearts to each other and talked about many things, and it was mm-hmm. good, and I, and I even thanked him the next day that he opened his heart to me and that we were able to release what we needed to say. And, I mean, he talked mm-hmm. about his ex-wife and things that happened as to why he didn't want to be in a committed relationship or mm-hmm. in a commitment right now and what things were done and uh, just a whole slew of things. And so I felt that, it, you know, it brought us closer together and that maybe that we were like, like a turtle, you know, making baby steps in the right direction mm-hmm. toward a relationship, a serious, more serious relationship. Well, you know what? My ex- I don't like to generalize, but my experience generally, I mean, I'm just I'm just doing the numbers if I can, you know, cuz I've been doing this work a long time, uh, 30 uh-huh. years, and so I've accumulated data. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, and there are exceptions, but most men don't go slow. When, and what I mean by that is when they know what they want, uh, they usually know what they want and they know what they don't want on a feeling level. And if it feels right, they're going to go for it. And if it doesn't, they don't. And they may never. And if, if it doesn't happen right away, they don't typically move forward. doesn't mean that's the case 100% across the board, but I would say 90% of the time. And so there's something about the dynamic between you two that he didn't want to move forward. And, and maybe he's completely being honest with you, but... Um, yeah, and when I look at your pattern with this person moving forward, you're still friends. <clears throat> you still can talk with him, but, um, you know, there is some confusion here, and there is a few pieces missing because he wasn't able to be entirely honest with you, and maybe he wasn't entirely honest with himself, you know, and that's the thing about people who come out of relationships. Sometimes it takes a year or more for it to really hit them what's happened mm-hmm. in their life, you know, and it usually takes about three years after a divorce for people to really get back to themselves. It ta- it's a lot. And I call mm-hmm. it the tsunami effect where, uh, yeah. So, for instance, if he were to move forward with this young woman, I mean, that relationship wouldn't work out. She's not going to be interested in a 65-year-old guy for, you know, I don't care how attractive or wealthy or whatever he is. Uh-huh. It's like she's, it's not going to go anywhere, and he really isn't available that felt like a real sexual sexual attraction thing and ego boost and um and it's just representative that you know he really isn't ready so if well, you try well, to press forward with him and wait on yeah. him you could be waiting yeah. a long time well will there anyone then come into my life 2016 that i could Let's look. move forward with mm-hmm. well you know i think one of for you now a good exercise will be this person or someone more suited to me. You have to make room in your heart for someone new since you were sort of, you know, he kind of left the door open in a certain way for you, so you, your heart's kind of open to it still. And it's not that you can't be open, but you have to make room for something new. And really uh-huh. imagine what, like I told a previous caller, work from yes. the end back. What does it look like? You know, what does it feel like, me with this person? You know, uh-huh. how does he treat me? How does it feel to be with him? And I do believe that you're ready to move into a relationship pattern. You're showing me your next opportunity is in the middle of June uh, to connect with someone. Again, you speed it up if you like. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's when I'm, you're showing me that you've met someone and that you're feeling engaged with them. And that feels like it has a potential to go a good distance. Like if it's not a lifetime partner, it's someone you will be with for a period of time while determining if you are going to spend a lifetime together. So you're getting there. Okay. okay. Well, thank you. You've clarified a lot and made me oh. feel better because I uh, was a little I, a little emotional today after yesterday's experience. Well, but thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate well, your guidance. 
You're it's most helpful. welcome, Patty. I'm glad. Thank I'm grateful you. for that. And Happy New Year, Patty. Happy New Year, too. Thank you so much. Um, okay, uh, where am I? <clears throat> All right, we're going to New York now. Sarah, thank you for waiting Hi. so long. Welcome. Thank you. I'm calling because um, I've been work- I've been I've been attending for a couple of years, but I'm attending for this um, a hair transplant a physician now for two months, and he's you know he keeps asking me if I'm happy there, and I I tell him yeah, what's what's not to like, and uh, I'm, <laughs> um, I, I mean it's Park Avenue, you know. The thing is, I'm not really cool. getting paid not very much because I'm I'm still working for the agency. And I told him that, you know, what my terms were because he said, you know, if you work here, what would you like? I said, I want you to pay me as much as, you know, at least $21. He he's paying for my, to the agency for me. And, mm-hmm. um, but he says he doesn't want to pay the agency the, um, the, you oh, know, the fee. Finding, finding fee. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, and I said, yeah, but that's not really fair to me because that means that you want me to stay, but, you know, even though you still have to pay the full amount, you're paying the agency, not me. And um, I like him. I mean, I, I, the office is very nice. I'm, there's no one above me. There's no one behind me. I basically run his uh, his office, but I share the actual space with another office manager, and she's the she runs the which is also the same situation, but she's for another plastic surgeon. And but it's a really nice setup. But I think is that I wonder what's going to happen because you know I, I have my I'm I'm already starting to decorate my desk so. I'm nesting, and I and I'm this, this, these insects make me nervous. <laughs> well, I look at. I wouldn't let them make you nervous. I think you've seen some red flags that are important, as within any relationship. And you know what it sounds. What what I'm feeling at, is that this person is leading up to trying to get you to go outside of the lines, you know, and either to somehow. Don't tell the agency that you're employed, or or get you to pay the fee. Something there's something mm-hmm. about it that feels not really not good to me, and I would pay attention to that. You know, stay at the job as long as you feel you can, but it it doesn't feel like um, a great match for you for a long term. And so I would mm-hmm. stay open to other possibilities. I know it's on Park Avenue, and there's things that sound great, but that whole situation you described to me almost made me sick to my stomach when I processed the energy because when people will cut corners like that, um, they'll do it to you in other ways. And mm-hmm. um, i just not sure that, you know, that's just not a stable type of productive environment that you're going to thrive in over time. So mm-hmm. as long as you need to be there and can be there, I would say do it. But I would really think long and hard before you commit to anything, especially if he wants to pay, have you pay the fee or have you skip out on the agency in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in terms of your employment picture, let me look at what that's, let me pull in your impressions on your work for 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, well, I'm a little bit more encouraged. You know, he might surprise us, but it could be a while yet before he figures out how to navigate that change. And maybe he'll suck it up, but not for a while yet. It could be a couple of months, and maybe he'll suck it up and pay the fee because he's going to realize it's just too much to train somebody else and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, So Mm -hmm. he might surprise you and me both by the month of March by finally – doing it. And so long as mm-hmm. you feel good about it and and he does the right thing, then you could move forward with that job. And mm-hmm. I, you know what? That's actually what I'm expecting. And I was surprised to see that given how I was feeling about the whole situation. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe that will take you through the balance of the year. There is some potential of a change in the month of November. And so what does that mean? Does that mean you're you know, in, increasing in money or status in the company, you're actually going someplace else. And mm-hmm. that's a tiny bit unclear, but I don't see you out of work. So mm-hmm. um, you look like you're employed the whole year and then a change at the end of the year going into 2017. So, yeah, it's turning out better than I expected. I'm glad I looked psychically. Oh, um, well, you know, when I first, the first day that I uh, went there, um, the moon was void. And usually, you know, the moon is like a Mercury retrograde. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, in, it implies that 
you may have to start looking for you know, another work, another job. So mm-hmm. I was kind of um, wary about the, that the, I started work there when the moon was void. So I thought, oh, God, maybe it's just temporary. But since I just started, I didn't worry about it. But now that I've been there a while. And also mm-hmm. the other thing is that the fee goes down. You know, the longer I'm, I'm there, the oh, lower the fee gets. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that's instead of paying a thousand dollars, if you if I see pay for me right away, he would pay maybe after four months, maybe you know six hundred. Okay, well, so that like makes that. sense. So then the agency gets their cut over time, as opposed to yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think that's what's going to happen. As I looked at it psychically, it looks like yeah. So, you know, so enjoy Park Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> what else can I say? <laughs> Well, um, the other thing is that the other office manager, I mean, we hit it off right from the start. And, um, um, well, we're both Latinas, so, you know, kind of, uh, we're, we're always laughing. And um, she told me, she told me, if this guy doesn't give you what you want, she says, I have, um, she says, I know a lot of doctors. And, um, and, and she says, this, a doctor just called me up and wants to know if I know anybody who can work for her. And, wow. and she's looking for someone. So she says, um, she says I would, she says I would recommend you in a heartbeat because she says you're terrific. And oh, so she said, you know, pressure this doctor, uh, you know, Frank, uh, doctor, uh, his name is John Frank. He's also a two-time, uh, um, he was a football player, you know, famous football player. So he's a two-time okay. Super Bowl winner. So wow. um, she says, pressure him, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't, um, um, uh, you know, hire you soon, full time, then she says, I mean, I want to send you, I, I want to give you, I want to give your name to this doctor. So what do you think? Beautiful. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with exploring your options. I think, and it gives you more leverage. You know, mm-hmm. if you get another offer, and why not? I don't think there's any problem with doing that, and I would encourage you to do so. As long as he hasn't committed to you, uh, then you mm-hmm. can keep your options open as well. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if he doesn't show me any loyalty, I should just go ahead. If he doesn't say something right loyalty, now, like we're, There is no loyalty yet. And, yeah. um, you know, in this exactly. day and age, there's a great book out there called um, Alliances. It was written mm-hmm. by, or the Alliance, it's written by the owners of LinkedIn or the creators of LinkedIn. And it talks mm-hmm. about the new uh, era that we're in. It's not about loyalty, but it's about what works for mm-hmm. helping the employee as well as helping the company. You come together and decide what's in each of your best interests and you agree, you know, uh, to be that for each other. Because uh, mm-hmm. there really is no such thing as loyalty, not really, <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you sound like a great person, and you want to have the, those ethics among yourself. But, you know, until mm-hmm. he commits to you, I mean, you could go in tomorrow or Monday, and he could say, well, I've decided I'm never going to pay the fee, and my niece is coming in to help. You know, you never know. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Yep. That has happened. So, Okay, so, but you look well, like you're in good shape, Sarah. Either way, you don't look out of work. You have a paycheck coming in, feeling good about mm-hmm. where you are. I mean, that's that's what's most important. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. Well, I'm. I, you know, I I have um some debts that people have helped me when I was really, really in bad straits, and I'd like to pay them back. So, you know, I'd like to get this organized. My, you know, my you will. You will. One step at yeah. a time. You know, just making some effort uh, to repay the people, even a small amount, is all that's mm-hmm. required. You know, mm-hmm, until you get mm-hmm. it knocked out. But you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alrighty. That's fantastic. I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this other person I'm, I'd like to talk to the other doctor. Good. Good. Move the energy around yeah. again. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, Happy yeah. New Year, Sarah. Great to co- talk you. to you. And thanks for Thank waiting you. on hold so long. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. And all of you who stay on hold so long waiting to get on the air, I really do appreciate it. And I, I try to get through the calls as quickly as possible, but some people, you know, I need to talk to them for a moment, and um, I don't just to, like, hit and go off for a minute. I'm just going to take a very quick one-minute break so I can kind of rest my voice, and um, I'll be back momentarily. Um, you're listening to Phyllis King on the Common Sense Psychic. Stay with me. Some 20 years ago, millions of people around the world were riveted by the compelling near-death experiences shared in the book, Saved by the Light, by Daniel Brinkley. 
His book resounded so powerfully with the world, it remained on the New York Times bestseller list for 14 weeks. Now Daniel and his wife Catherine have released a new book entitled Secrets of the Light, Lessons from Heaven. Daniel again shares compelling accounts with us from his three near-death experiences. He also shares specific lessons and insights he brought back from the other side. Insights timely for us to use in our lives right now. The proceeds from Secrets of the Light will be donated to the nonprofit group, The Twilight Brigade. The Twilight Brigade was co-founded by Daniel in 1997. It offers financial, emotional, and hospice care to dying veterans and their families. Make a difference in your life and the life of a veteran. Read Secrets of the Light, Lessons from Heaven today. Available in bookstores now. Let's return to the Common Sense Psychic. Once again, here's your host, Phyllis King. Okay, welcome back to the show. I'm Phyllis King, the Common Sense Psychic. Happy New Year. We made it. And here we are, 2016, for a list of my predictions. If you didn't hear them at the top of the hour, they're on my website, phyllisking.com, right under predictions. Also, my new program, The Success Formula, How to Turn What You Want into What You Have, uh, it's a 10-week program. is available today, uh, so check that out if you're ready to embark on pushing past your limitations to whatever it is you're trying to create. Also, January 16th is uh, my next love class in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, so if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area and would like to participate, I'd love to have you there. Um, let's see, Erica, Washington, I believe. Okay, Happy New Year. And Erica has been oh. working on... <laughs> Your college student, smarty pants, smart, 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 and go get her. And you've been trying to work on obtaining an internship. Is that right? Uh huh. Yeah, that's true. Um, I had the interview like in November, and um, it's only like a three month intern at the state capitol in Washington. Here in Washington, it's not like <laughs> the other Washington. Yeah. Um, yeah, Washington <laughs> State. Okay. <laughs> Um, but you're just assigned to a senator or legislator, and you just work with them, like, I don't know, through um, their session um, while they pass laws and stuff like that. But um, mm-hmm. I really want the internship, and I haven't, like, um, I don't know, like, do you see me getting it? Otherwise, like, I'm um, going to school back to the new quarter um, at the university on Monday. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, like, I wanted to go up there instead. Um, well, I'm not surprised that you haven't heard yet, um, just because of the way, you know, those types of things go. Um, you know, it's not feeling solid or, it, you know, it's not completely done. I don't know if there's any way you can check on it next week or whatever, but, you know, I guess I would have you look for options elsewhere at this point. You know, it just doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it wants to come. I, mean, I know there's just some delay energy around it of some sort. So unless you can talk to someone who says, oh, yeah, we've been in holiday mode for two months and people have been out, and you know, and really explains which is what I expect, but then will they be able to get you in there quick enough to make it worth your while? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we do mm-hmm. have until the 6th um, mm-hmm. because of training to get to let you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it really is, like, last minute, but, like, based mm-hmm. on, like, my employment energy, because it is a job, like, they pay you, um, do you see that coming through or or not? You know, again, just because I don't see it doesn't mean it can't happen, but I'm not seeing it. No? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know what? D- leave the door open. Just because I don't see it doesn't mean it can't happen. You know, there's there could be all kinds of reasons it's not showing up for me in your energy. I don't know. You have too much going on, or you're. It's hard to say. And you have other opportunities mm-hmm. that are going to come about. And sometimes when you have a lot of different things going on, one doesn't pop in your energy. So, you know, you'll sounds like you'll know in four or five days, one way or the other. So you can make <laughs> your plans from there. And it doesn't mean you yeah. can't reapply at some point. You know, and that might be something that's necessary that you try more than one time to get in. Or did you have a, someone who personally vouched for you, or was it just all paper? Paperwork, yeah. yeah. Um But I don't know. Like I felt like I did really good on the interview and everything, and it just makes me like kind of like discouraged. Like if they don't want me, then I don't like mm-hmm. I'm going to be successful either way. Like I can try a different route. 
somewhere else. Yeah, of course like, you're going to be feel. successful, Erica. There's there's no way you won't be. But just because yeah. someone doesn't see your value or it's not even that, oftentimes mm-hmm. they pick people that they already know or has come recommended by someone they do know because they are pretty mm-hmm. highly coveted positions and, you know, they're stepping stones for people. So, you know, don't give up if it doesn't work mm-hmm. out and, and try not to take it personally. Just recognize that this is kind of how the system works. But, again, you have a few days yet. See when everybody comes back into action next week mm-hmm. how things turn out for you. And, you know, you're, gonna, you're great. Everything's going to work out for you one way or the other. And if not, mm-hmm. this something else. When you said um, opportunities, like what do you, like when do mm-hmm. you see those coming through? It's just like one after the other. It's like, for instance, if this if this door closes, I don't necessarily like that analogy, but if this doesn't work out for you, within a couple weeks' time, you could find something else, whether it's a job or some other form of internship while you're in school. And then at the end of May, the beginning of June, there's another opportunity for work or service of some way. So you're still in the stream and the flow of things happening for you. So, you know, one one yes or one no is not going to change anything for you in the big picture. And I want you to remember that life is always working for you. Think of it as inverse conspiracy. Like a lot of us feel like everything's working against us. Take your energy and Think about life always working. The conspiracy is turned around. It's always working for you. And that when things don't work out, it's because it wasn't right for you. And use that as the seed to uh, move in another direction and say, oh, I'm going to go this way now uh, because that didn't quite fit. I mean, really, that's all you want to use it for. Mm -hmm. Am I making sense Um, or no? Yeah, I mean, I just really wanted this, but... Mm -hmm. I get it and you know I'm going to hold a good thought that it comes through I really am but don't let it be a make or break for how you feel about yourself or where you're going in your life truly Mm -hmm. you know and um, we all have to pound the pavement and you're young you're young Erica (laughs) we have to pound the pavement and pay our dues and all that stuff Uh, and every action we put out whether it's a career move, whether it's relationship, whatever. If we don't get back what we want from the source we wanted it from, it'll come back from somewhere else because that authentic, good investment we put in has to materialize. It's simple math Mm -hmm. and how consciousness works. So, um, I actually got an email for another internship, but this one's at D.C., like at the real, like capital, um, like the state capital in Washington, D.C., but uh-huh. I don't want to even apply just because, like, um, I'm going to Mexico this summer, like, in June, the entire month of June. Like, I just want to go on vacation up there. So I don't even mm-hmm. want to, like, even look at it, even though it would be a good opportunity to even apply. But I, I don't know. Like, I just don't want well, to. Well, <laughs> you know, I'd apply anyhow because you don't know what the timing will be. And, you know, it, it's it's good practice, you know, mm-hmm. so – don't make a mistake that a lot of people do, which is give up before you try or talk yourself out of something. It's always mm-hmm. better to have an opportunity and turn it down than say, oh, I'm not going to apply because I'm not going to be able to. I, I just don't think that's a great way to go. You want to keep mm-hmm. the possibilities open. And then for all, maybe something would happen where you don't get to go to Mexico or something. You know, you just don't know. Yeah. Oh, um, her name is Paula, Paula Redkin or Emily, I think, were the ones that um, are the ones that would notify you, like, if you got the internship. Does those names pop to you? Um, they do, the second name, not Paula Redkin. Emily? Emily, yeah. Um, Emily. I'm sure you'll hear, and whether or not uh-huh. it's the answer you want is my question. Okay. I like how long, oh, well, I guess on the six, right, <laughs> when it, it all, like, starts. Right, exactly. Okay. Aw. So okay. I'm, I'm against the clock, Erica. It's great to hear from you. Just, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you want to listen you. back to this. We're at the end of the hour. Um, uh-huh. You're going to be fine no matter what happens. You know, okay. life is working for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you all. 
All right. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Thank you. <laughs> and Happy New Year to all of you who are online and waited the whole hour, whether you were listening or trying to get on the air. It was just um, a really busy hour. But you guys have a great day, great start to 2016. Reach out if there's anything I can do for you. But you've been listening to Phyllis King on the Common Sense Psychic. Be well. Mm.